Hey everyone, I'm Mark Smith. Today is Monday, July 27th, and you're listening to Xancast, the untechnical podcast on technology and media. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 10. Today I am joined by Bailey Burchett. Hello, hello. And Zach Hamburg. Hi guys. Let's get started. Okay guys, so today we're meeting in person. Yeah. Over a couple hours, so that way I could be here with you guys. Uh-huh. Um, and good to have you. It's obviously yeah. Episode 10. Good to see you. Who's counting? Who's counting? Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's not really that that kind of a big a deal. I mean, <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys. Um, now, everyone who's listened to five minutes of this podcast knows that we're strictly Apple. We've always <laughs> been strictly Apple. Yes. I think out of the three of us, I'm the only one that's owned an Android device. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, for everyone that's listening to this podcast, if you have an Android device and if you've had one for a general length of time, um, it has gotten a lot better. And why be better in like the spectrum of uh, from <laughs> Apple users? Um, now, uh, my question is: Has it gotten close to the reality that we could think about switching to Android from where it's been ten years ago? It's definitely caught up a lot. They're very similar. They keep taking features from one another. Yeah. I think now, of any time, it'd be probably the easiest to switch to Android. There are some yeah. stickiness to Apple's platform, like iMessage, that would make it difficult. But uh, It's definitely the the what I call, referred to as walled garden, Apple's walled garden that we live into, is that yeah. there's so much seamless integration between using an iPad or an iPhone. <laughs> Um, but now, like, one example that I can think off off the top of my hip is that when it comes to watching your movies on your yeah. iPad, a service called Movies Anywhere, which is a free service, and if mm-hmm. you don't have it, I definitely recommend going to get it. Highly go get it. Yeah. You just go get it. <laughs> so what I like about it is um, if you have an iPad that you've bought on iTunes, it can also show up on Amazon Prime. It can show up on uh, Vudu, was it? Yep. And YouTube. Then YouTube as well, yep, which is yep. cool. That will show up into your like purchases. Uh-huh. Um, so that's just one way that I've thought of the top of my hip that the walled garden between having an Apple device and having an Android device is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. And you guys are seeing that too, right? It's not just me. Nope. There's a lot of feature parity and stuff too. I mean, usually an app is going to be on both iOS and on Android. Um, But typically iOS first. Yeah, iOS first. (laughs) Yeah. Usually. (laughs) Um, So what would have to happen for you guys... To switch to Android, Apple would have to go out of business, <laughs> <laughs> and then I would probably be a Pixel person. Well, and the thing is, is it's it's a real conversation now because with Apple increasing the price more and more, phone after phone, there's a real market for these people that don't want to pay one thousand to two thousand dollars for a phone. It's I mean, the SE. It's the SE. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what I'm getting at is uh, the SE is great, but there are a lot of features that don't haven't quite made it to the SE where you know newer Androids might get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that seems to be kind of where the Pixel is staying. It's not turning into so much the premium phone like Samsung goes after with the premium market, following Apple with the more expensive phones. Um, they're filling in kind of the mid-range where you still get a nice kind of load of features, but it might not have the fastest processor. It might not have, like, the best camera, but they use their computational um, powers to make the photos really good, like we've seen. 
Yeah, I did take a look at the Google Pixels photos, and they do look really nice. And that's another place that, like, is really starting to bridge the gap with photos. Like, if you take a picture of an iPhone, you know almost immediately it's from an iPhone. It's a really yeah. good picture. But that, <laughs> um, that gap is really, like, closed. Like, if you took, an, like, a picture of an Android from a day, especially if, like, say you upload it to Facebook, it's crazy how big the difference is now. She can't shoe. Shoe. We have a, a cat. An announced test. It's got coronavirus. If you hear uh, coughing, it's a cat. It's it been watching Fox <laughs> News and won't wear a mask. <laughs> I guess that's the best segue we've had wearing a mask in the podcast. We joke about Fox News, but we really don't. <laughs> don't. Wait, don't wear a mask or don't listen to Fox well, News? Well, don't listen to Fox News. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Clarify. Like this cat, it didn't listen to Fox News. Now it's sick. And now it's sick. It's going to give us all so, Rona. Please wear a mask, guys. Right. We're pausing the podcast because I'm taking a picture of this cat. It's so adorable. You know, the cats are so cute. They name them twice. They call them kitty cats. Yep. Exactly. Look at this. Okay. You ever seen Trailer Park Boys? <laughs> no. Well, there's like no this one, guy that really likes no cats. No one in our podcast listens <laughs> to Trailer Park Boys. Did you kill a fucker? <laughs> <laughs> I found him out here. Rookie, <laughs> <laughs> rookie. <laughs> anyway, I've never really watched it. I've only watched you know, the clips. clips. Yeah. <laughs> um. So back to what I was saying, the the gap now between Switch and Android. Is definitely less. We can all agree on that. Right? That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of parody, like like uh, Mr. Burchett said. Um, you can find a lot of the same features. And well, the thing is, and the reason I bring it up, what made me think of it, is because the government is now thinking of us getting a second stimulus. And with people getting this money, I mean, I mean, it's not going to be an arm and a leg amount of money, but to look at a mid-grade phone in this economy is really going to be prevalent for a lot of people out there. Yeah, so for twelve hundred dollars, you know, would you rather spend a couple thousand dollars on? I put a down payment on a couple dollars for the iPhone, or you know, get, get a the four SE. or five hundred dollar device. Yeah, you can get the SE. So what you, get the you, SE. you get the SE. You get the SE. He gives no give. <laughs> no give right now. <laughs> Full disclosure: I am an Apple stock Investor. shareholder. <laughs> oh look. <laughs> Things Circle are happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are you guys fucking nerds? What's <laughs> <laughs> happening? This podcast. <laughs> it is another drunk cast. It is another drunk cast, ladies and gentlemen. And today's sponsor, we have a couple, Captain Morgan. <laughs> Captain Morgan, for the best of times. For the best of times. Also, why is the rum always, always gone? Because <laughs> we drank. Uh, <laughs> also brought to you by New Glaris Brewing Co. Spotted Cow. A spotted Cow, only found in Wisconsin. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's it, I'm drinking a pretty uh, hot one right now. It's, it's like... Uh, <laughs> It's like 
you know, like a mad cow got milked, and this is the battery acid that came out of its udder. Mm. 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 Yeah. So, fresh so what are you guys fresh. gonna use your stimulus money for besides more rum and more spotted dick cow? <laughs> more stocks. More stocks. stocks. I will buy stocks. <laughs> We're gonna get to that. Okay. In a what about you, Ben? Oh, I'm still very tempted to get an iPad Pro, but there's the rumor that they're going to refresh it this fall, and so I'm scared to go through with it at this point. Yeah. I've been very close. I've added to my cart the educational discount that's going on right now. I could get the AirPods Pro uh -huh. for just $90. Mm -hmm. See, that's nice. Yeah, I know. Usually, mm -hmm. And you get Apple Care discounted right now, too, if you want really? to add that to your iPad. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. How much discount? There you go. Um, it's usually ninety nine for two years. It's like twenty percent. Yeah. Oh really? Like fifty dollars discount on an iPad, something oh, like that. Bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a little bit. Every little bit helps, you know. Yep. You yeah. can get AirPods mm. for free, or I can upgrade to the AirPods Pro for just ninety bucks, which is nice. I want on the podcast now that if I get the stimulus, which I think I will. Yeah. I'm not going to spend it. <laughs> I'm going to take that money, not put it in stocks. Aww. But I'm pretty sure Cap Capital One's listening to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's already taken it. <laughs> Marcus is being responsible and paying off his credit cards. With his I mean, it's a good thing. Credit card. You can say it's a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> Dave Ramsey would be proud. But speaking of saving money, another thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about... Um, Kind of, <laughs> I want to talk about it's his ass. <laughs> There's an ass. I want to talk about it. I want to talk. I'm pretty about sure it. it's broken because mm. it's got a crack in it. Stephanie's <laughs> 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 a lucky woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming up later. I'm coming up later. <laughs> <laughs> talk about my ass. <laughs> Howard Stark. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about. Refurbish versus new iMacs. Um, back in the day, my first iMac, a 27 inch, like 2013, I still have it, and it's a refurbished iMac. What do you guys think about buying refurbished iMacs versus new? Go for it. Yep, it's a nice way it. to save a little money. Yeah. I did it once with one of my iMacs. Would you still do it now to this day? Would you, Zach, would you buy a refurbished? Oh, yeah. If I got no did? problem with it. Yeah. Yep. I refer people that want to buy Apple products refurbed all the time. Mm -hmm. Just like brand new, get the one year warranty. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Now, so refresh my memory because it's been like back in 2013 since I've bought an iMac. Um, can you still get the Apple Care? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Right? Time, yeah. Check out. Yeah. Yeah, which is good. I like that. But yeah. It, it's really nice that like Apple and any company that does it has that foresight that if you're going to resell a like a device, that it should come with not only the manufacturer's warranty, but another option to have a couple years down the road. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, th the evolution of iMac over time. When did we... What was the first iMac we bought out of the three of us? Exactly was the, the first name. Yeah. I got the 2008 one. What size was it? 20 inch. Yeah, it was Non-widescreen. Yeah. Yep. What yeah. operating system was it? Leopard. 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 Uh-huh. The original, the think? good, the best one. Give us a two-minute review. It was the best. Review. No, longer. It was good. Delve into it. Well, it was great. Give me the nitty-gritty. <laughs> that was the first, like, aluminum kind of design. Uh -huh. Because they had the plastic <laughs> one before. Ones yeah. that were, like, uh, yeah, the white, snow white ones. Well, tell us about the process. Just tell us what you think. 
Tell us how it came about. What inspired you to get it? When I needed to it? have a web development machine, and yeah. uh, I was not very good at the at the internet back then as I am now. Yeah, I've gotten a lot better, but I needed a thing to get me into the business of web development, <laughs> and uh, that thing was iWeb. If you remember that, mm-hmm. we talked about that a little bit last in the last podcast. Yeah, like just today, Mr. Birch and I were digging through some archives trying to find the original website. OG Exan website. Yep. And we were going to post it back up on the web as you go to exan.io slash bitbucket and yep. you'll be able to see the old iWeb. Uh huh. <laughs> yep, we've got it. We just have to pull it out of its the maw of yep. iWeb. <laughs> it's got some really strong jaws. So, do you recall. Anything in the buying process that stuck out to you, like your first impressions when you got it? I was like, oh my god, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I like shiny and pretty. Yeah. I'm like a crow. <laughs> <laughs> Buy um, me pretty things. <laughs> um, see, back in the day, because what year was this when you bought this? Mm, 2008, I remember. 2008. Well, it definitely had to stick out if anyone ever saw it, because 2008 to take you back in time when you bought a, a computer, especially a desktop, it would be a tower situation where you'd have a yep. tower. They hadn't had aped and copied the all-in-one design yet at that point. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, do you recall any like people seeing it and noting it? No, mainly it was just in my uh, my office, my little home office. <laughs> you know, there was a guy on uh, Gizmodo who took one of these to Panera, and he played like my World of Warcraft on it or something like that for a movie. Because they were portable, being all in ones, yeah. you could take them. Zach and I would Wi-Fi. take ours to college yeah. sometimes. Not just our MacBooks that we had, but also yeah. our iMacs. <laughs> yep, just box them up, take them up. There, there we go. go. There you go. I do that all the time, even now. Yep. I have an iMac I use at work, and uh, I can just like move it from room to room. room. <laughs> That's great. Good to know that they're still like more portable than, say, an espresso machine that you sold your friend when you should have sold it to another. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Not, this is completely hypothetical. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. But we're not talking about grudges. Deep seated. I think he hates me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about old tech, okay? So yeah. we talked about we're talking about we talked about the oh, iMac. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> oh sure, sure. We're just gonna gloss over that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it in the overcast okay. in the van. We'll talk about it in the van. <laughs> um, so we're talking about old tech. There's something that I kind of want to talk about when it comes to old tech. Um, a lot of the listeners now, if you're in the younger spectrum, is that when it comes to tech in the car, it used to be really fragmented. I mean, in the way that, say, for instance, if you had, and bear with me, an MP3 player, which was a device that could play songs that you loaded from a computer. Uh-huh. Already an old sentence, okay? Um, to uh-huh. play that in your car, you would have to have one to two adapters. Now what I mean by that is like say for instance um, you would have your phone either hooked up through a, and most phones aren't going to have this now, a 3.5 millimeter audio jack to, tell me, cassette. to a cassette player oh, wow. that plays cassettes. Yeah. Think so about that. Think about that for a second. <laughs> playing music loaded from a computer 
onto a phone mm-hmm. hooked up to a cassette player, <laughs> which is three points <laughs> of adapting to play in a car that was made before you were born. Yep, <laughs> and it wasn't the greatest sounding quality because it, it was it, terrible it, sounding. Yep, yeah, going through a cassette. The thing is, and I don't know about you guys, I didn't have the wherewithal to know that it was bad. Like you guys, it's just, oh, like, it's convenient. It's I don't have CDs that I had yeah. to load in all the time. I can play anything from my iPhone or iPod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of like what I want to talk about. Isn't that kind of like it's way more? Can be if we compare that to what it is now. Mm-hmm. Like, say, for instance, um, I like the service uh, Siri XM. Serious. Yeah, it just pumps music right to your uh, your stereo. Exactly. Bluetooth. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) But I think we're kind of getting spoiled now because um, even Bluetooth, like, say, it's not quite as good as having a jacked in line for, like, your lightning cable. Because you still have the compression. But the thing is, (laughs) you should be a lot more grateful than we are. Yeah. You know, because we've been... It's still much better than that cassette audio. (laughs) Excuse me. Because we went from cassette to then I had a Bluetooth adapter that would plug into the actual audio jack when I had 3.5 directly into the car. That was kind of the intermediary step. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Before moving to full Bluetooth, just built into the thing your is, newer you had, re- you had to replace it quite a bit because after about three or four months, with most of them. Yep. Oh, and I can't forget the FM transmitter step. Yes, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Before we had Bluetooth built into our vehicles, <laughs> we uh, used to have a dock that you could plug into your iPhone that would use FM transmission to go directly to your radio. Also, not great quality. No. And as you would move, you could run into stations <laughs> that would start to interfere with your radio station from the FM transmitter. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to get at. Um, do you guys have any other old tech that you can kind of think of out of hand? <laughs> I think Zach wanted to have this opportunity to bring up a little about the history of fitness devices and Apple's <laughs> history with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I want everyone to know on the podcast that we're currently being distracted uh-huh. by a white middle-aged man's asshole um be grateful you're on a podcast and also know that that asshole is claimed by me and everyone on this podcast helen order more flower helen Yeah, tell us a little bit about the Nike accessory that apple used to partner with even in the ipod days yeah you remember, like, back in the day, Mikey made these shoes where it had a little hole in it, and you put this little puck thing in your shoe, and it measured your running in the junk? Yep. Yeah. Pedometer. That, uh, it was a pedometer yeah. system. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it was steps. the armband you could put on your iPod, and it would, like, sync up and stuff. See, the, I actually yeah. had quite a bit of experience with that, because that was back in the days I used to run, which was, like, ten years ago. <laughs> um, and I remember it. Fondly, it actually didn't last that long. Um, am I right? Uh, I don't ever remember recharging it. 
Did it ever charge? hold a charge? I don't think it did. It just once you were done with it. Oh no, it had a twenty thirty two uh, battery. Mm, coin CR battery, did it? 20, yeah, it did. Um, um, I do remember replacing it once because I had had it for quite some time, and after it died, I uh, gave it away to a, a high school graduate of mine um, yeah. that wanted it. So I sent it back, and I remember replacing it. It just—it was really weird because it clips in the side, so when you took it off, you could actually hear it pop oh clip yeah which is yeah. i thought it had broken it which was really insane um <laughs> um so it's weird because like if you look at a nike shoe now some of them actually have that logo where it used to be because when you yeah. had that um when you nike went to the Plus nike store thing. back in the day yeah. you'd actually look for that logo on a shoe mm-hmm. because the fucking <laughs> Sorry. It's that Corona cat again. That Corona cat. This podcast is sponsored by Rona cat. Mm. Um, so uh, you would look for that shoe, and if you saw that it had the emblem, you could put it inside the shoe and then use that device with your phone. Um, but I see the sh- the Nike shoes now, and they still have some of those emblems on the, the feet. Are some of those yeah. shoes still like outfitted to use that? Not that uh, I've ever noticed. I don't think, because most of your devices now are able to actually track your steps yeah. without the external so like a Fitbit sensor. Yep. Or an Apple Watch. Apple Watch. Or, or even just the Apple, the know. phone can do it itself, too, yeah. if you want it. With your iPhone. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, like, so that really brings us to our next subject, that the Nike shoe kind of and it didn't really I don't feel like it really kickstarted fitness in a technological age. It was like really almost a precursor before the precursor. Mm-hmm. Um and what I mean by that is like say if the Nike and the shoe was kind of the second precursor before that digital kick, the first precursor would be the Fitbit. Do you yep. guys agree? Oh yeah. yeah. Fitbit. It's the first thing that comes to mind. Right. Yep. Real so, tracking fitness. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, like... Before the Apple. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's what I'm getting at, because, like, say, if someone says a Fitbit, yeah. back in the first days, it really wasn't all that, like... I don't mean to say integrated. I mean to say, like, um, feature prevalent. So, mm. like, say, for instance, if you had a Fitbit, the only thing that you could really do with it is check your progress on your phone of maybe steps... Uh, stairs, mm-hmm. uh, calories burned, and where now it's really developed into a whole ecosystem by itself. Like, say, for instance, the sharing aspect of it has really grown. So, um, if Zach has a Fitbit, he wouldn't, but if he did, <laughs> I shouldn't say you wouldn't. I would never wear a fit. I wouldn't wear it. I wear a fitness device now that I don't know is a fitness device. Um, but if you wore that now, yeah. the sharing aspect is. Um, if you finish a workout and it does it on the Apple Watch now too, um, that you would see that Bailey uh, had a fitness activity um, at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> the gamification of exercise. Yeah, 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 uh, and that's just one feature that really like started to broaden the horizon of these wearable devices, which is really cool. <laughs> What do you guys think? What what else in a 
<laughs> well, to remember, there was rumors for a long time that Apple was going to come out with a watch, and we used to have devices like the Pebble. Do you guys remember the Pebble? I had the Pebble. Yeah, Mark had some, the Pebble. Yes, I had. Well, I had two Pebbles actually. <laughs> two Pebbles. Uh, I was on Kickstarter for the original Pebble, which was amazing. <laughs> And then once they actually launched, you had another device, I assume, that there's... Yeah, so I had uh, Pebble Steel as well. Steel, yep. Um, and actually, I liked the Pebble Steel a lot more. I remember there was features in it that, like, was unseen. Like, you can control your music from your phone, which was really cool at the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember um, being at a hotel and jumping in a pool because the Pebble was not water-resistant, it was waterproof. Waterproof, Which yeah. was awesome. It was completely sealed. Which was amazing. I remember going down into the water and looking at my phone and Atlas Genius was playing. <laughs> which was really cool. And I could hit, you know, next. Not that I could hear it. I was drowning. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I had the control. And that's all that matters that's sometimes. That's all that yep. matters. And I heard there's just recently came up with a server-side app where you could actually get iMessages and reply to the music yeah. Pebble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you could receive them, get your notifications, but they just recently even just came out with the server side thing. You yeah. Now reply to your iMessages <laughs> by an old Pebble. Yeah. Pebble's long gone. Who, do you remember who they were acquired by? I'm trying to remember. I that. don't want to talk about it. No, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's a painful experience. <laughs> were they acquired by Fitbit? They Fitbit. Fitbit. Yeah, they were. By yeah. Yes. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we've never had a Fitbit of any device. Am I right? No. My mom has. She had a Fitbit before getting. We got her uh, Apple Watch. Yeah. But um, I've never myself had anything but an Apple Watch. I I wanted it to do more than... I never wore a watch either, really. I just wanted something that would tell more than time. I wanted to have notifications. I was very tempted by the Pebble, but I still wanted a little bit more. Yeah. Because, see, you really had to be vested in that one single ecosystem. Like, if you were really interested in a wearable technology that had fitness in it, that was really where you were going. Yeah, but I think some of the problem was is Apple didn't have a lot of openness to allow a lot of the uh, integration that they would give to their own Apple Watch. The Pebble, you couldn't get, you know, you couldn't reply to iMessages at the time, you could view them. Um, but you couldn't, like, interact with some of your notifications. Yeah, you would just see the information, and that was it. It was yeah. like a closed loop. Whereas now, you can really interact with it. Say, for instance, um, uh, with the Apple Watch now, if we're moving kind of into that, if uh, uh, the Nike Plus was a... Nike Plus, the Nike Run uh, gadget was, like, yeah. the second precursor, mm -hmm. the first one would be uh, the Fitbit. Moving on would be the Apple... No, the Apple Watch. Because yeah. it was the Apple Watch first, and then the um, the health app came later, right? So we had... Well... Did it? Did, was it the same time, or was that later, though? Hmm. The health app. It came about... It was at the same time? Because uh, they weren't congruent, I don't think. Were they? I'm having a hard time remembering, but we'll have to look that up for the list. Well, that, that's fine. Well, we'll get back um, to that. <laughs> yeah. But my point is, because um, I believe it was the Apple Watch first, and the health app came, I think, with an iOS update. Um, I think that's right, yeah. Because they made the, the health app, which is an application that you have on uh, iOS from the get-go, uh, now. Yeah. In the in right. current day. Yeah. Um, but that was really a development from... 
the Apple Watch. Like, they made the health app because the Apple Watch yes. focused on that. I believe they launched at the same time, but you could get some data from your iPhone without having an Apple Watch. But they launched the health app at the same time as the Apple Watch. Yeah, I think so. It's just, the iPhone right. could track your steps. It had a uh, gyroscope and things like that. An accelerometer, it could tell how many steps you're taking, and it could tell when you were climbing flights. Elevation. Yeah. Right. Um... But it could not register your heart rate, which was new with the Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. And then later you could get your EKG, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, it just Mm -hmm. seems like it keeps, you know, evolving. Yep. Which is really nice. And I don't know if the Fitbit has really gotten to that level of, like, self-exploration. No, I don't think so. Apple's really invested in their algorithms and stuff and being able to tell what you're doing when you're using the Apple Watch, different types of exercise your heart rate, your pedometer, how many steps, the elevations when you're climbing, and those when you're swimming, and in a watch US 7, uh, it can tell when you're even like dancing, you can use that as a type of exercise too. I can tell whether you're using yeah. just Is that the, the your lower body. Watch US now? Is that that'll come out this fall. Seven. Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay. They can tell whether you're using just like your lower body or your mm-hmm. upper body when dancing and count that as exercise, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I think that dancing is really going to be like a more prevalent thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hear you. <laughs> and there's rumors that they might even add like blood oxygen levels in there. So oh, you can yeah. Oh, yeah. The Rona. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I can kind of see um, later on. Is um and this the health app especially exports to like some hospitals where they can actually print out your EKG and ECG. I don't know. And there's yep. some abbreviation of those words. Um, that it can go to hospitals, but I can see that going even further. Like it could auto send right away. Like say for instance, if Zach has a spike in his heart rate over 120 at two in the morning for mm-hmm. some God knows so reason. for some reason. For yeah. some reason. We don't know why. We don't know Just why. Unexplainably. It can unexplainably happen. That can go to the hospital right away. Um, another uh, big. I believe the University of Iowa is actually a participant in that now. Yeah. Um, the another thing that reminds me of is the fall. Yeah, yeah, uh, fall so detection. You stumble, detection. Yeah, which I have had triggered once, and it is Me? nice. No, I see. I don't think I've had it triggered. My heart rate. I was at work, and um, it was weird. Like I had done some extraneous activity. I had sat down, and then when I was done, my heart rate started to elevate. And then I had like gotten the notification just a couple minutes after, which I mean is very impressive. But on the same amount, why a couple minutes after? Because <laughs> <laughs> my heart rate had already settled. And then my Apple Watch like, oh, your heart rate went up like five minutes ago. Are you dead? Are you dead? Are you dead? <laughs> yeah, mine actually detected the fall when I had it, and I was fine and everything. And it asked, do you want to contact emergency services?" And you have the option to cancel. Oh, but yes it's kind of a nice feature to enable especially if you're an uh, elderly person (laughs) falls my fatal now speak because we talked about health and ios um now keeping on the ios i know that mr hamburg Mm want to talk a little bit about stocks Stocks. Yes. And especially yeah. now when I say iOS, I mean Apple stocks. I know you're yep. going to tell us to buy yep. it. Get but I'm not, no, I'm not going to let stocks. you out that early. I'm not going <laughs> to let you out that easy. You want to talk about stocks? Yeah. Delve. Okay. Deep. Tell well, us why. Tell us what idea. you're using. Yes. Go on the whole thing. All right. It's a good idea. 
you know, you can uh, compound your money over time, guys. So uh, it's a good idea to uh, plant some money and watch it grow, you know. So, uh, you know, put a little investment in to uh, a company you like, like uh, Apple. And, uh, you know, you could, you could grow your cash pretty good, especially if it pays dividend. Yeah. So, yeah. And what kind of apps are you using to invest your stocks? Well, you can use uh, Robinhood. That's a very popular one. You can, uh, you know, just invest as little as $1 now because they have the fractional shares. Yeah, you do fractional shares. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah, so you can just get little bites. So, you know, Apple's like, what, $375 as of today's recording or something like that? So that means that uh, you can buy Apple for as little as a dollar. And you can get started and, you know, that's that's uh, a good way to get going. Yep, so you're saying you don't have to yeah. buy full shares, so you instead of paying the 375 for one share, yeah. you could pay for half or yeah. just a fraction of that and still make a nice little investment. Yeah, you could put $100, you could put $50, $10 even, and, you know, you could make a little investment in, in, a, in a company. So, uh, it's a good idea. Yep. It makes Highly more interest than just your average, average savings account. Yeah, and your average, like if you go to a Wells Fargo, which I think a lot of people have, you'll look at a 0.01% uh, savings. 0.25, right? 0.35. It's yeah. really low right now. Very, uh, Fed's, uh, rates, very but. low. Yeah, it's, it's very embarrassing. And, uh, so a lot of people have turned to um, stock investing during the time of COVID to make things interesting because, you know, you're locked inside and uh, you have this free tool called Robinhood. You can just invest in a company and, you know, it's almost like uh, gambling. Like you can look at it like as a, a, a casino almost, but, you know, you can, you can look at both ways. You can invest for long term or just play a game with it, you know, yep. see what comes out on top. Yeah. So there has been some uh, criticism of Robinhood, right, I think, right, with some of the gamification of yeah. uh, the stock investing? Yeah, like, uh, one of the things that they do is, like, as soon as you place a trade on Robinhood, it will, like, spring confetti down from the top of the screen, so it's like, oh, yes, you got your stock, so that's, um, you know, it could be... The money shot. Yeah, the money <laughs> shot, if it were. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the money shot. The money shot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's been some stories in the news, like with uh, a boy that uh, thought he'd lost, what was the amount again? Like $700,000 in Robin Hood? But it, that was only and on it, paper. Yep. It hadn't really been that he'd lost that much money, and he uh, unfortunately he committed suicide. Yeah, by train. A uh, very bad story. Uh, so be careful know uh what you're getting into and know what you're getting into that's very important so but overall i would highly recommend and getting it started in in uh you know investing and trading a stock so yeah yeah just trade responsibly yeah not like, while you're drunk like and, drinking yep <laughs> do it responsibly kids. Like, don't throw all your money into it but just put a small amount yeah. or just a portion Exactly. Um, and know that it can grow quicker than your average savings account, but also know that there can be risks to investing. Exactly. Yep. And start now while you're young. Yep. So, yeah, time is um, on your side if you start today. So, and you know, you can like not even just have to invest in like single stocks. You could do uh, what's called an ETF, like an exchange traded fund. So, you can just invest in a big broad index of companies so, so kind of a portfolio of multiple yeah. stocks in one yeah you can just buy one thing for instance like there's this thing called the vanguard uh fortune 500 index and what that allows you to buy is 
500 of the largest companies in the Fortune 500, you know, it, that includes like Apple, Amazon, uh, companies like that. And you can like own a piece of all of them. Yeah, so it's a little less risk averse yeah. in that you're not invested in one single company stock in case yeah. it like plummets or something. But so, you have a little more of a portfolio spread across multiple more companies. More of a diverse portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like Tesla. You could like have bought Tesla way back and it would have been like a rocky, volatile, crazy rocket ship roller coaster of a ride. But um, you could just buy uh, one uh, index fund and not have to worry about those things. Yeah, because whereas Apple is like out. steady gains, but even out the kind of rocky, tumultuous. A slower movement. steady yeah, gain, though. Uh, let's say like yeah, the like Tesla, Tesla stock. Which would be more uh, sporadic. Yeah, like you'll, you'll earn more money if you buy an individual stock, but your risk is spread much out higher. way yeah. much better and diversified if you do uh, ETF or a. A fun like that, so like yeah. say Go into that. three years ago, I had bought and uh, tw- I put twenty dollars into the stock market, and it was funny where it had almost in half had been yeah. up, like say thirty dollars for the longest time. Once the um, COVID nineteen hit the market mm-hmm. and affected a lot of these um, companies, it went down lower than I had put in. And yeah, it, uh, you, you know, you obviously don't sell when you're at a deficit, so I had kept yeah. it in. And just now, I'm starting to see everything kind of come back up to profit now, which is kind of nice to see. And I definitely recommend when you're investing, don't invest, you know, don't invest the farm. Don't invest more yeah. than you don't can budget. Don't bet the farm. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> the portion, the small kind of part. Make sure it's something you can recover from. Exactly. But it's, it's nice to know um, when you have a, a horse in the race to kind of see – where the market's going. So if you only have $20 worth, then by all means, it kind of helps you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, start a Roth IRA, kids. If you're listening and you're like 20 or whatever, yep. start. Start early. Start Compound early. interest is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Exactly. You, you could only like, you could even just spend like five bucks a day and you'd be surprised at the end of like the all the years you invest, you could have a million or more dollars. Yep. Yeah. So it's good for you. Just a little tip. Pro tip. Pro, Pro tip, tip for you. Just the tip. Yeah, I am 30. That's just the tip with Zach Hamber. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that our concludes our financial talk. Yep. <laughs> you like money and technology. I, I am into that. You're, I'm into he's that. Your man. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, so, was there some more news on the antitrust hearing with Facebook? And if so, I'm talking I want about big Bailey. companies. Big companies, not just Facebook. Apple, Google, Facebook, Amazon, Amazon with Jeff Bezos. It'll mm-hmm. be the first time he's testified in front of Congress. They've had representatives, I think, before. I believe so. But Jeff Bezos himself has never testified before and will be in this trial. What are they testifying to? Tell us a little bit more about it. Uh, just some of the antitrust. Uh, it's a little bit of an antitrust probe. Um, each company is a little bit different. Um, with Apple, they're looking into their app store practices, um, and they're like their thirty percent cut and some of the guidelines around the app store. So people are just looking for more of a glass door, basically, in like how their app store is run, like where the money goes, or am I misunderstanding? Uh, just making sure that they're not being anti-competitive and being 
using an iron fist against their developers and saying like that. We've talked about like the Hey app and their squabble with Apple here in recent uh, times with their 30% cut. They say, you know, I, Apple's the only way to get an app on the iPhone. And so they think some of their practices um, discriminate against developers that they're taking this 30% cut. And then Apple makes their own first party offerings and puts on the app. And Apple doesn't have to pay this 30% tax. So they immediately have an advantage on their platform. Because um, that's the only way you can get on the iPhone unless, you know, you have like a... A developer account and you want to push your own apps. Um, what was this uh, cat's name again? Oh, we'll Archie. Out. Archie. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Keep going. The Corona Cat. Yes, yeah, the Corona Cat. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Apple's really, they're focusing on the App Store with them. With Amazon, it's the way that they're running their marketplace and how they uh, place Amazon products ahead. Um, and kind of copy other products of other companies, but then put their listings ahead of theirs. Um, Google's getting in trouble for some of their search practices where their apps are given first priority in their search results. Um, even when they kind of have, you know, they're supposed to rank um, search results by what's most relevant. They give a little more preference to their own um, products. Um, so the panel will be looking into whether that's anti-competitive. Um, Facebook, um, just as they're the big dominator in social media, um, I think they'll be looking into some kind of ca campaign finance um, aspects with the whole See um, where November the election yep, comes up. Right. Whether they should be allowing that Twitter has taken a little more of a moral stance and saying they will not be taking political ads from any certain candidate. You can have a I would like ad. to see more of that happen before yes. the election goes on. Yeah. Like, we don't want to repeat a 2016. We really don't. You know, you can use rubles to help uh, pay for some uh, campaign ads and uh, help influence Honestly, the election. If Nothing the, wrong with that. The, <laughs> if Facebook would do a similar thing that Twitter did, I would be I would shut all the rest of social media out. Like, if just Facebook, the biggest social... I don't think we can really argue that it is the biggest, right? Yeah, and by social large. media yeah. would take the same stance, it'd be a huge hit. It was what? Facebook makes like $700 billion and then Twitter's like $30 billion Yeah. Wow. at the next position. Um, but yeah, huge. there's so much disinformation out there. Facebook needs to follow Twitter's lead and just not allow campaign ads. Um, you can do it about specific issues, but it should not endorse any specific candidate. Um, I'm just really afraid that other countries are going to try and influence the election again like we saw in 2016. Yeah, seriously. No. So, so that was originally scheduled to happen today, Monday the 27th, but it's been rescheduled. Do we know until when or just... Uh, we don't know exactly when they're going to reschedule it yet. They did reschedule it because of the passing of Representative John Lewis mm -hmm. um, and him laying at state at the Capitol. Um, they just wanted to give you know, him the respect that he deserves being the, uh, the leader and civil rights that he was and just not trying to push an antitrust hearing in the time that he's being honored for his service. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Facebook, we talked a couple podcasts ago. Maybe it wasn't last podcast. It was a few ago, I believe, about deleting our Facebook accounts. 
Have you guys made any progress towards that fact? Sadly, I haven't. I, <laughs> I know Marcus on our team here has Zach, and Zach like deletes the main Facebook app and just yeah. uses his messenger. Yeah. I did talk um, to a uh, co-worker about deleting my Facebook because it seemed like kind of a knee-jerk reaction to them. Um, I work with a lot of people who have dissimilar political views as I and I know a lot of uh, you will agree um, it can be a little bit jarring when talking about things like the pandemic and especially around other people where when you have such a jarring difference in political views I don't really like I don't engage people when and it things comes to that it. shouldn't be political that have been turned into exactly um, and why I bring that up is uh, I I had t- just mentioned off the cuff that I was thinking about deleting Facebook mm-hmm. um, and, and right away for a lot of people that I had told about it they almost came off as kind of a derogatory viewpoint like um well, that, well, that's just so stupid. Why would you do that? Why? Oh, my God, Becky. <laughs> and, and it, like, really came to the point, like, there was a life before Facebook, you know? And, exactly. And to delete Facebook wouldn't be, like, a social media end game. It, yeah. It's more of a... It can be a really positive move when it comes to, like, say, mental health, when it comes to mm-hmm. physical health, when mm-hmm. it comes to political awareness, getting misinformation it can be a really great move for some people and you know it's nice to take a minute and talk about it mm-hmm. um i had made a a nice little step lately i was doing a little bit more research after getting the knee-jerk reaction from a co-worker because um, i don't know you kind of get spurred to do something when you're kind of shunned for it <laughs> At least I was at that yeah. moment. <laughs> so shame, I had, shame, shame, shame. Shame, makes you change. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did a little bit more research, and apparently that once you um, delete it, you deactivate your account, you can keep your Facebook Messenger, which is really cool. Because I know one aspect, obviously, is the social media account, but... Being able to keep in touch with people that communicate on there is really nice. Yes, I I hadn't really known about that aspect. Other than Zach deleting his main Facebook app and not being able to completely delete his profile because of its attachment to a company profile page that he couldn't do that and just wanted to kind of keep the Messenger app. But it's nice to know that you might be able to untangle that and keep just the messenger app but not have a Facebook profile. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. So when you do decide to delete it, I did look up on Facebook and you can export your whole history from Facebook into an HTML file, which is really nice. Um, when I was perusing through the options when you go to export your files, you can export not only your photos and your videos, but you can also export onto an offline HTML all of your comments, all of your mentions on Facebook, which is really nice. And it kind of got me thinking that whenever this was done, I wonder if it was kind of a rebuttal from um, a lot of glass door policies on Facebook. <laughs> um, to kind of have that 
as uh, you know in the forefront of your mind. Yep, it's nice to have a backup of it, so you don't like lose all of your Facebook content and everything that you've had invested in the social network after so many years. You have this nice HTML copy of all of that information, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but wonder if it, and it's not from like a. Uh, um, like a mindset where you're worried that Facebook's going to go down in any sort of way. It's just more of a safekeeping of if you do decide to deactivate your Facebook. I think the one thing I would like to know next is that if you do decide to deactivate your Facebook and later on, if you decide to activate it again, would all those posts and comments reappear? Now that I don't know. Do you know any information about that, Zach? No. <laughs> <laughs> But that would be the next step, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know if there's even any kind of import option from that HTML file that you export if you could add that back in. I didn't see an option for it, and I'm not saying I would necessarily go down that road where I'd want to re-import everything. Because as long as I have it for safekeeping, I don't really care. No. I can re-upload it like a favorite photo if I wanted to yep. later on down the road. It wouldn't be that hard. Just get inside that JavaScript and I'll uh, modify that Perl code. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing. No biggie. <laughs> Just get in there and, you know, do your thing. Yeah, you can start your own face mash. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> modify that Perl code. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, what else? Hmm. Have we covered all the topics on our list so far? Uh, that was it. Um, this we can also talk about have we been reading anything, have we been watching anything lately that we'd like to suggest. Santa Clarita Diet. It's a Netflix show. Watch it. It's pretty funny. Yeah. 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 Great. Have any of you guys watched Defending Jacob on Apple TV? I have Plus? not yet. It's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Greyhound. Um, I will say... Greyhound. I, I know uh, Avery, I think, probably liked that. Mm-hmm. Zach, did you watch that as well? I haven't. I'm going to start. You're going to start. Yeah. start. I've heard good things. And this is kind of out of left field here, and I know uh, you guys won't really subscribe to it, um, but there's an audiobook from Audible that I really recommend. It's got a really huge star-studded cast. Um, DC pa- partnered with Audible for an original uh, called The Sandman, and it's a DC comic... Um, and the cast is just amazing. I think that James McAvoy plays the star role in this, and it's just amazing. Let me pull this up real quick. Yeah, it's got James McAvoy as a Sandman. It's got um, Riz Ahmed from uh, Venom, the villain from Venom. He's got that in there. Uh, Taron Egerton from uh, um, Rocket Man and um, the spy movie. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, yeah. It's got uh, Andy Serkis. The, the Gollum. It's got Gollum in there, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Kingsman. Yeah. Oh, the Kingsman guy? Yep. Yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, the sexy Kingsman guy. <laughs> the sexy Kingsman guy. <laughs> but uh, if you guys download Audible and it's your first account, I think I can even share it. It's only like 10 hours total, and mm-hmm. it's a really self-contained book. It's really good. Um, I will recommend it only to like the m- more mature of the episode because it does go into kind of like the horror aspect. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, it's, it, can, great. it can dive really d- deep into like... Horror and submission—it's crazy, but yeah, definitely give it a watch if you if you have a second. 
All right, guys. Or listen. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> your ear holes. Yep. Which, whichever you Make do. sure you let open all your holes when you listen to all it. All the holes <laughs> need to be open for this. For all sensory experience. <laughs> Everyone, that's our Exoncast. Tune in next time to hear from Bailey Burchett. Hello, hello. You can find me on Twitter at Bailey Burchett. Zach Hamburg. Hey guys, you can find me on Twitter at Zach Hamburg. And myself at Smitaitius on Twitter. From all of us, stay safe and we'll be back next. With season two. With this season two. The conclusion, guys. Can you believe it? We might have a brief intermission. We'll be back with season two. Okay? Rock and roll. Ball. Ball. Promo code. <laughs> no, I think I stopped. <laughs>